Hello, this is Tom Bailey, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and it's another edition of PF's third favorite band, question mark. Uh, This week, our contestants are... Thompson Twins, or the Thompson Twins. I think it's actually just Thompson Twins. It's kind of like a human league. Is it the human league, or is it human league? So anyway, Thompson Twins uh, are now up in the batting order. And uh, boy, if you had asked me this question in high school, uh, solid number two. Uh, Love these guys a lot in high school. And uh, chronologically, uh, we're doing this by band release date, like they do at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for eligibility. Uh, But the Thompson Twins released their first record in 1981. They were formed in 1976. Seven, I believe, uh, in London. Uh, there are a bunch of dirty hippies at this point, uh, the way my friend Pat Francis describes uh, Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zeros. You may know them from the home song. Uh, home is when I'm with you. Okay, those guys. Um, anyway, so the, yeah, Thompson Twins, It's there's, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight of them at any one time. Uh, there are a bunch of dirty hippies. They're squatting uh, at a house in London. Um, Alana Curry, who later will be in the group, uh, the blonde lady, you know, uh, she is uh, lives in a house uh, on the same street as Thompson Twins. She finds her way into the band. Joe Leeway, who will make up the what we call the, I guess, the, the core lineup or the classic lineup, the, the trio. He starts as a roadie. He later becomes uh, a member of the band in full. But uh, uh, we'll get to them in just a few minutes. Of course, we're going to play uh, a couple of songs from, uh, well, my first favorite bands. That would be the Beach Boys and Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. And we're going to start with the Beach Boys. And this is one of my favorite Beach Boys songs. It is post-surf, but here's the interesting thing. Um, We discussed in a previous episode how... Uh, you know, there's Surf Beach Boys, which basically is, you know, before Pet Sounds and kind of Pet Sounds kind of crosses that line a little bit. And then there's post-Surf Beach Boys, which is basically after Pet Sounds and how they kind of struggled. And of course, famously, the story with Pet Sounds is, you know, it did really well uh, art, uh, critically and artistically, uh, sales-wise, not so much, which, you know, prompted Mike Love's famous quote of don't F with the formula, which he doesn't deny. He was just like really concerned that, well, we went from selling, you know, millions of records, you know, to even though we created this great, uh, you know, artistic masterpiece, uh, you know, the bank account's kind of low. So, you know, understandable. I mean, overall, he was wrong, obviously, because Pet Sounds went on to be, you know, a, a pop masterpiece. But uh, so the Beach Boys release a couple of albums. Brian is sporadically in and out. And in uh, 1968, they released an album called Friends, which is a pretty good album. And uh, Brian and uh, Mike write a song together called Do It Again, which weirdly uh, goes back to the formula, kind of. Um, Not in a lot of ways. It's slightly rockier than other stuff, but uh, boy, what a great tune. And uh, they started their 50th anniversary show with this tune appropriately, Do It Again, right? So uh, I'm going to give you a little blast here of Do It Again.
it again, a great song by the Beach Boys from 1968, and I know that charted. I'm trying to see where it ended up in the chart. I cannot find it. I think it got at least into the 20s. I want to say it got into the top 10, but Wikipedia is not telling me that. So it reached number 20 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Shockingly, it should have been a much higher hit, and it was uh, their second number one hit in the U.K. There you go. Look at them Brits. This is at a time, by the way, Britain really embraced the Beach Boys uh, after Pet Sounds, even. They liked them before, embraced them even more after, because uh, I guess folks in Britain were kind of worn out on their own bands, and the Beach Boys were still kind of new and different, even at that point. And so the Beach Boys were still quite successful uh, through the entire 1960s in the UK and in other parts of the world as well. All right, so uh, we come now to orchestral maneuvers in the dark, and we left off with Dazzle Ships last time, the album that kind of like uh, derailed their career a little bit. But like I said, you know, it's. Uh, kind of a crazy notion in that, like, if you take off the sound experiments, which is like, I don't know, three or four of the tracks, uh, and concentrate on the seven actual songs, you could have thrown in a B-side from uh, any of the singles, like 66 and Fading or Navigation or any of those, and you have a proper album and, and no one gets hurt. But um, anyway, they um, they regroup, they decide that we, we need a new direction and we you know we need to get this sorted out because they're almost broke at this point, uh, even though the, the first three albums sold really well, especially the third one. Uh, Dazzle Ships does very poorly, and uh, you know they spent money on equipment and recording and things like that, and uh, things aren't looking so good. So they, um, they go on to record in Montserrat at the same studio where the police would record uh, part of Ghost in the Machine, and I believe part of Synchronicity, or all of Synchronicity was recorded there in Montserrat. And a lot of um, bands use it. Talking Heads, I think, recorded there. And, of course, this dude has since been buried by a volcano. But uh, uh, Talking Loud and Clear is one of the first songs they write using a new instrument called the Fairlight CMI. It's a computerized keyboard. And uh, let me see, Eben Ozen used a Fairlight. I believe Thomas Dolby was uh, early on with the Fairlight, uh, I believe. Thomas Dolby becomes important in the Thomas Dolby story, by the way. So anyway, um, they uh, write a bunch of new songs. Uh, an album, the album's going to be called Junk Culture. They go to the Caribbean to record it. Uh, and like I said, one of the first the first song they write once they get this new Fairlight CMI is Talking Loud and Clear, which doesn't chart very high in the UK. In fact, I think it only goes to 50. Um, the other singles from this album, Locomotion does really well, goes to 5. Tesla Girls only gets to 20, and even though Andy said it should have been a bigger hit. And then the other two singles, Never Turn Away and Talking Loud and Clear, only get to 50, which is weird because Talking Loud and Clear is still a fan favorite to this day. Here it is. Thank you. 
So talking loud and clear from orchestra maneuvers in the dark when I saw them live in Cincinnati uh, in 2019 headlining. Of course, I was like barricade for it, and they were doing talking loud and clear, and Andy forgot the second verse, and I was right there to shout it to him. I don't think he heard me, but I was right there to bail him out, <laughs> and so uh, uh, I, I, we got that sorted. So it brings us back to the Thompson Twins story. Again, they released their first album uh, on a label called Hansa, which is owned by uh, BMG and RC. It's in that that family, and it's all over the place. It's a bunch of hippie music. It's uh, I mean, there's some good stuff on it, but it's um, it's I think it's 12 tracks. There's like a couple traditional uh, like African folk songs on it that Tom Bailey arranges. So it's one's called Animal Laugh. It's it. This song called Make Believe, it's really good. Uh, Perfect Game is really good. Those are resurrected for an American release, which I'll discuss in just a second. Um, they That does okay. They uh, convene and they get an, a record contract from it with the bigger label, I believe BMG slash RCA at this point. And they uh, record an album called Set. And while the recording set, which is more of a, a cohesive album and has a bit more direction to it, uh, Tom, who is the chief songwriter, Tom Bailey, and then Alana Curry and Joe Leeway, who you know is the, the classic lineup, the trio, uh, they hang back. <clears throat> they hang back in the studio, excuse me, and decide to write and record a song uh, called "In the Name of Love." And it's very keyboardy, it's very uh, dancey, and uh, they're like, "Wow, this is this is really cool," and they release it eventually and it does okay but in the meantime they're so enthralled with the song and the manager is that they say hey you should just dump the other i think the other four guys in the band at this point by the way thomas dolbio i said becomes important in the story he plays keyboards on set uh, as tom as tom ba- and it appears live with them as the synthesizers are still new to tom bailey he's still a guitar guy at this point but he falls in love with synthesizers and uh and Dolby gives him a little bit of direction on that before going off on his own solo career. But anyway, uh, they can the other four guys, uh, essentially, and uh, they're allowed to keep their instruments, and they get 500 bucks, but they can't be Thompson Twins anymore. The Thompson Twins are now uh, Tom Bailey, Alana Curry, and Joe Leeway. Uh, they're released In the Name of Love off of set. It only gets to 50, but it becomes a big dance hit here in the United States. That's encouraging. So they decide to go on a little vacation, write some songs, and they wind up in uh, the Compass Point Studios in Nassau, Bahamas, which I believe Talking Heads also recorded in, among many, many, many others. With producer Alex Sadkin, they record an album that in the UK is called A Quick Step and a Sidekick. You know it here as Sidekicks. But um, before we get to that, let's listen to In the Name of Love, which kind of sets the three off in uh, this kind of dancey, synthy direction.
It's still a great tune. It's going to get recycled. A part of it is going to get used in the middle of uh, Love on Your Side, a single from Sidekicks. But I'm not going to play the singles. Uh, from here on out, I'm going to play more songs that you probably don't really know because you probably know all the big radio hits, um, you know, Hold Me Now and Doctor Doctor and all that. But uh, uh, Sidekicks, weirdly, uh, is not available anymore anywhere. It's Spotify, nowhere. Set is available. Uh, the album after this, The Gap, of course, which has Hold Me Now, the big hit, is available. Uh, set or uh, Sidekicks, you cannot find anywhere. You can't buy the CD. You can't stream it. And it gone. And I'm sad because when Tom Bailey started uh, getting back into music and being Tom Bailey of Thompson Twins and touring, he uh, got all the rights to the albums and released uh, The Gap and I think all of them, all the early albums with all these extra tracks on them. I thought, oh, I'll just get that from Amazon sometime, and nope. So now I don't have that. I do have these my original CD of it, so I have all the tracks from it. And I have all the tracks that are on the extra uh, on the album, but I mean, I'd like to have them all digitally in one place. But anyway, uh, so they uh, released Sidekicks, which is still one of my favorite albums. It's 10 great songs. There are no guitars on it at all. Uh, Bailey's like, no more guitars. We're not doing guitars. Guitars do appear on The Name of Love, oddly. But uh, when they get to recording Sidekicks, we're doing all keyboards. He famously says, you'll never hear a guitar on uh, Thompson Hood's album ever again. That lasts for just this album. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is a great, great album. I'm going to play a tune that they used to play a lot live called Kamikaze. And uh, I will oh, explain one other thing about Sidekicks that is interesting. Um, the bass sound, which you don't actually hear in this song, but if you listen to Love on Your Side and Lies, you hear the, the bass uh, comes through pretty strongly. And at the time, uh, people were having a problem trying to get a good bass sound in their uh, synth bands uh, to the extent that OMD uh, used a real bass. Andy McCluskey learned to play the bass, one, because he wanted an instrument to play and it was probably the easiest one to learn, he reckoned. But also, uh, a real bass at that time supplies a much better bass sound than anything the synthesizer can produce, weirdly. Uh, Tom Bailey accidentally discovers that if you use the uh, the instrument that it's mimicking called a clavinet and play it down really, really low, it sounds like a bass. And the great thing about that is that you can uh, put it into your song and multiply overdub and put stuff over it and it will not get lost in the mix where is previous keyboard uh, you know bass lines would get lost in the mix but the bass has got to be at the bottom because that's part of the rhythm section and so anyway he discovered how to do that and that was kind of a breakthrough anyway here is a, a slower song from the album this is called kamikaze
Kamikaze from Thompson Twins, a big live favorite, like I said. Uh, I think they still, I think last, not the last time I saw them, but the last time I saw them as like the, well, I saw them as the duo. But uh, they still play Kamikaze. It's one of those songs, it's kind of like the show for Duran Duran. It's one of those old songs they just, the band just likes and they always play it. So, um... Quick step and a sidekick does okay over in Britain, does okay here. Lies gets to 40 here. Love on your side gets to 63. At this point, I, I'm familiar with Lies. I th- th- think the video is kind of dumb. The song is okay. I don't really appreciate the song until later, and I'll explain why. Um, they released The Gap, Hold Me Now is the lead-off single, and I see the video on MTV, and I'm like, wow, this is a pretty good tune. So I go out and buy the 45 of it and um, discover the album is great. My friends have the album, and I listen to it, and I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. Uh, but really pushes me over the top is um, in April of 19. I'm in Pittsburgh on spring break and playing basketball with my buddies and they're like, hey, we're going to go see Thompson Twins tonight at the Stanley Theater. You want to go? And I'm like, sure, why not? I like a couple songs. Uh, Life changing especially at the end when they play Love on Your Side. Whew, holy cow. I'll get to that later. Uh, anyway, uh, but Hold Me Now is, of course, the big song you know from that Doctor Doctor, another big hit from it. But I'm going to play a song called No Peace for the Wicked, which is another great tune from the album Into the Gap. So Thompson's Into the Gap, No Peace for the Wicked, just a great album track. Uh, The reason I like Sidekicks better, though, than The Gap is for two reasons. One, there's only nine songs on uh, Into the Gap. There's ten on Sidekicks. And I love every song on Sidekicks. I'm not keen on Who'll Stop the Rain on uh, Into the Gap. It's okay. I'm not really keen on Doctor Doctor, quite honestly, but I do love the other tracks, uh, the other singles. You Take Me Up. Holy cow, what a great tune. So uh, the end of the gap does really well. Worldwide hit. Uh, they they break America. Something the OMD or in Depeche Mode hadn't managed to do to that point. Uh, they release a single called "Lay Your Hands on Me," which was a hit here. Got to eight or nine in the top uh, in the Hot 100. But they released a um, I guess more of a well. The original version is not as rocky as the U.S. version. Let's just put it that way. I'm going to give you a little blast of that right now. This comes out in the. Sp- Fall of 84, uh, after The Gap has been out for a while, and uh, it is a top 10 hit in Britain, and it eventually is a top 10 hit here, although a different rockier mix. But here's the original, lay your hands on me. So la 
Hands on me from Thompson Twins. Uh, that ends up being, like I said, a new rockier version. Ends up on the album "Here's to Future Days," which is a pretty good album. It's not great, but a lot of good tunes on it. The leadoff single from that, uh, from the album proper, is supposed to be a song called "Rollover," but at the day of its release, it is pulled because um, Alana has a change of heart and does not want the song released because it's um, got some bad memories associated with it. But it's a good tune, so it stays on the album. And I accidentally discovered that uh, in Freegal, with the the Thompson Twins catalog that is available, there's a couple of hits compilations, and this is on one of the hits compilations, but it's the original single version that got pulled originally, so I'm going to play you the original single version of Rollover. The rollover uh, from Thompson Twins, King for a Day, comes off this album. It gets to number 10. I was convinced it would be uh, their first number one hit in America. Uh, I was wrong. It only got to number 10, but still a great tune. And uh, they do a cover of Revolution to Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band uh, does the guitar on that one. They play Live Aid. They play Revolution. They do Hold Me Now. And then they join Madonna. They, they are actually her backing band for the song Love Makes the World Go Round and, and some other tracks. A lot of fun. A lot of fun times. So uh, at this point, it's uh, revealed that um, Tom and Alana are a couple. People aren't really shocked. <clears throat> Joe Leeway's kind of feeling like a third wheel. He's not getting along with the manager. He leaves. 
They record an album called Close to the Bone. It has a song on it called Get That Love, which I think also just scrapes the bottom of the top 40. Another good song on this album is The Long Goodbye, but I'm not really keen on this album. It's fine. But um, they release a couple more albums. They change labels. They go to Warner Brothers, and uh, they release an album called Big Trash. It has a song called uh, Salvador Dali's Car on it, which is pretty good. But uh, I think their last great single is Thompson Twins. was the as a song called Come Inside. It becomes a big dance hit here in the United States again. And I don't think it charts. I think it gets into the Hot 100, but I don't think it goes into the Top 40. But it's a good tune. I mean, they, they still have it at this point. It's, just, it's the 90s now. But uh, here is Come Inside by Thompson Twins. Come Inside, Thompson Twins, uh, well, I would say it's their last great song. They moved to New Zealand, Alana's uh, native land, and they reform, they form a group called Babel because even though it's th- those two still, they also uh, kind of get in league with this uh, producer from New Zealand. He helps them out. But it's not really Thompson Twins anymore. It's a new direction. It's a lot more earthy, new-agey music. Babel's fine. I have the two albums. Uh, there are a couple good songs on it, on the two albums, but uh, definitely not Thompson Twins. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about getting an appreciation for some of the older tracks like Lies and Love on Your Side is because uh, the Twins, a very remixable band. Uh, 12-inch single is a big thing in the 80s. And mostly keyboard bands, for some reason, lend themselves better to being remixed. Although, like, in excess, the uh, mix of the one thing is really good, even though they're more of a, a guitar band with a keyboard. But... um. I'm a big fan of 12-inch singles, and boy, Thompson has had some great ones, both mixed by the band and also mixed by other people. And when you dissect the song Lies, it's a great tune, because what it does is you see all the different parts of the song, and then you see them collectively, and that's what you know the 12-inch single is kind of all about. Um, I've got some 12-inch singles by Madness. Ska Band's not really great for extended remixes. They're fine, but anyway, that's one of the things I think that really you know drew me to Thompson Twins, too, is that you know, it's just this for not only a variety of songs, but within the songs, you get a variety of mixes. And, of course, OMD and Depeche Mode and New Order are also very remixable bands, too. Again, it seems like more of a, a, a keyboard band thing than, than anything. But anyway, uh, so they eventually uh, part ways. They actually, the Tom and Lana get married. They get divorced. 
I believe they have one or two kids together. Tom marries a French model. Alana winds up married to Jim Cawley from the KLF. How about that? Uh, they're still together to this day. She is involved in a lot of uh, charity work in London now and, and, and activism. And uh, Tom Bailey, at the behest of his old pal, Thomas Dolby, got back to, uh, together with himself, actually, and said he's now touring as Tom Bailey of Thompson Twins. And a uh, big surprise. Hey, turns out Tom wrote all the songs back in the day. I think Alana wrote some of the lyrics. She has credit for a lot of the lyrics on um, uh, Future Days and The Gap. She does a lot of the lyrics, but predominantly the music was done by Tom. Knock us over with a feather, Tom. And Alana concentrated more on the look of the band, and Joe Leeway concentrated more on the the stage show for the band, uh, which he had a lot of experience because he came from being a roadie, so he kind of had he had years and years of experience doing that. Uh, he today is in Los Angeles, and he works for one of those um, psychic healing places, and he's certified in that, and that's that's his gig. Uh, and like I said, Alana is living in London now with her husband Jim Colley of KLF, and Bailey tours as uh, Tom Bailey of Thompson. He's been on the show. You heard the liner at the beginning of the show, and uh, yeah, friend of the show, Tom Bailey. Uh, have only one beef with when you see him live and Love on Your Side should always be the last song. Uh, Hold Me Now is always the last song when he tours now, which is crazy. I know he thinks that people want to hear the big hit last and I know most people, that's probably the song that people know most from Thompson Twins. But the thing is, if you're going to see Thompson Twins, my reckoning is you probably know more than Hold Me Now and therefore you would like to have the big thunderous song, uh, Love on Your Side, the big powerful emotional song. That should be the last tune. So, there's Thompson Twins for you. Uh, our song of the week will come from Tom Bailey from an album he released two years ago. And uh, it's pretty good. But we're going to get to our honorable mention band first. And that is China Crisis. China Crisis come from Liverpool, like OMD. Uh, they're friendly with OMD. And they, um, if you like your Steely Dan, you're going to like, which I don't, by the way, but I do love China Crisis. Uh, Walter Becker of Steely Dan produced uh, the middle three of um, China Crisis's albums. And... Uh, Good stuff. Uh, they are a very good hit singles band. Uh, the album tracks are good. It's just that the singles are fantastic. And I debated uh, long and hard on which one to play. I wasn't going to go with Arizona Sky, which is a great tune from their album, What Price Paradise, but I decided to go with my very favorite song of theirs, uh, Black Man Ray, from an album that came out in 1985 called Flaunt the Imperfection. A couple good tunes on this uh, album here, King and Catholic Style, The Highest High, The Bigger the Punch I'm Feeling, those are all good tunes. But this one, ooh, this is a next level. This is uh, a, a great song called Black Man Ray. Oh, we not have 
Black Man Ray from China Crisis, our honorable mention band. And like I said, I, I like stuff from all of their albums. Uh, they released an album, I think, a couple of years ago, and they're still out and about. Saw them on one of these tours with uh, Tom Bailey, touring as Tom Bailey of Thompson Twins in mid-year. Uh, their set was cut short because the band the, all the bands got into town late into Cleveland. The bus had a flat. Um, Katrina off of Katrina and the Waves uh, yacked up during her whole set. Uh, talked and talked and talked. And it's like, we love you, doll. You do have more than the one song. You got you going down to Mexico and and all those other songs, but play your songs and please leave the stage so we can hear China Crisis and Midjour and everybody else. Okay, so anyway, and um, just before I get to uh, the song of the week from Tom Bailey, you know the the case for Thompson Twins, you know set a uh, quick step and a side kick into the gap. Future Days, you know, good solid middle row of albums there. You know, the other albums after that are okay. There are some good songs in in spots, and then they just stop. And Tom did record a new album, like I said, two years ago. We're going to hear a song from that called What Kind of World. But, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the thing. It's just like good good early catalog, good middle catalog, but then it, it, it don't keep it up, which is, you know, the reason, you know, Beach Boys and Orchestral Maneuvers probably are, are one and two, although we may probably never see another Beach Boys album. They recorded up through 2012 and uh, still still good albums. Though. So um, the one before that, eh, not so much. We'll get to that at a later date. But anyway, so our playout song is going to be from Tom Bailey, uh, currently touring as Tom Bailey of Thompson Twins. He should just be Thompson Twins because, you know, he was. So this is a song called, uh, this is one of the singles from his album. The album, I believe, was called Science Fiction, and this, song, uh, this track is called What Kind of World? It is our song of the week on PF's Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.